It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources. Welcome back to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson. And one of the things that we often talk about on this program is the idea of instant certainty. Uh, instant certainty is the enemy of truth, that it undermines trust. And I want to look at that in a unique way today. Of course, over the last 24 hours, there's been a lot of headlines around the release of many of the emails of Dr. Fauci over the course of the pandemic. Uh, easy to, to jump in on a lot of those things and say, well, who knew what, when, where, what was being communicated, what was being brushed off, what was being changed as they went along, and what were they actually learning as they went through the process? Uh, all of those are important factors for us as we look at how do we create trust so that we can act with the right kind of knowledge and the right kind of insight and information. So let's start, and we're just going to use uh, some of these uh, interactions with Dr. Fauci just as a model. I'm not overly concerned about every little nook and cranny of what's taken place over the last year uh, because, again, we're we're learning a lot of things as we go along as it relates to the pandemic. But I do want to go and begin with uh, Dr. Fauci talking about uh, masking, double masking. It was part of a Senate he- hearing earlier this year. You're telling everybody to wear a mask, whether they've had an infection or a vaccine. What I'm saying is they have immunity and everybody agrees they have immunity. What studies do you have that people that have had the vaccine or have had the infection are spreading the infection? If we're not spreading the infection, isn't it just theater? No, it's not. the vaccine and you're wearing two masks. Isn't that theater? No, that's not. Here we go again with the theater. I didn't want to look like I was giving mixed signals, but being a fully vaccinated person, the chances of my getting infected in an indoor setting is extremely low. And that's the reason why in indoor settings now, I feel comfortable about not wearing a mask. So it's an exchange again between Dr. Fauci and Senator Rand Paul from Kentucky in the Senate hearings earlier this year, uh, talking about masking uh, and who's spreading what, if you've had if you've had it, if you've been vaccinated uh, and all of those things. Uh, I want to go quickly to uh, something that President Biden said uh, earlier this year. I believe this was around March time frame, uh, just in terms of the different states that were starting to reopen. The last thing we need is the Neanderthal thinking that in the meantime, everything's fine. Take off your mask. Forget it. It still matters. I carry a card. I don't have it. I put it on my desk. As of last, as of yesterday, we had lost 511,874 Americans. We're going to lose thousands more. This will not occur. We'll not have everybody vaccinated until sometime in the summer. We have the vaccine to do it. Getting a shot in someone's arm and getting a second shot, you're going to take time. And it's critical, 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 critical that they follow the science. Okay, so following the science, I think that's, that is an important line. It's one we've heard a lot uh, throughout the course of the pandemic uh, and a host of other things. Again, I don't want to just narrow this solely uh, to what's taken place during the pandemic, but there are some important lessons to us. I think if there's anything we've learned 
uh, it's that confusion uh, is the enemy to confidence. And often we have public figures who create more confusion than clarity. Uh, We saw that at the national level. We saw it at the local level as it relates to the pandemic. Uh, I I keep going back uh, to something that I heard very, very early on uh, in the pandemic, before anything had been shut down, before anything had changed. And I spoke with a a number of of our inside sources back in Washington. These were members of Congress, uh, not from the state of Utah, uh, from other places, uh, who were part of some of these closed-door meetings, some of these secure briefings that were being held uh, as the virus began to spread and as, as concern began to rise. And the interesting thing that I heard over and over and over again from these members of Congress is they would say something to the effect of, If you get the scientists off the stage and away from the cameras, they will all say one thing they know for sure. And they would say, what we know for sure is that this is novel. It is the novel coronavirus for a reason. And they would then say, we have no idea how it will react, how it will mutate, how it will spread, how things will move forward. They just didn't know. Uh, which is why it's a novel coronavirus. So that's the science part of it. They were admitting behind closed doors that that they didn't know. The challenge then became a lot of the theater, a a lot of the politics of it all in terms of mass, no mass vaccine, no vaccine, social distancing, inside, outside, upside down, all of those things. We can we could write a Dr. Seuss book, I think, about the uh, pandemic and it would it would probably read pretty well. Uh, but the thing that we have to be careful of is that we do we did have a lot of politicians who were instantly certain about something, whether it was double masks or whether it was what the exact spacing should be, three feet, six feet. You know, can you fist bump? Can you hug? What can you do? Uh, and all of that continued to change. And so the to me, the real question in all of this for all of us, by the way, is one, what do we do when we get new information in our lives? And what do we do when we find out we were wrong (laughs) or that we just didn't know something? Are we willing to step forward? Are we willing to say we don't know? And are we willing to say I was wrong? Those two things in and of themselves, just think back through the last year. If we would have had leaders at every level who were willing to address those two things, I don't know or I was wrong. if you want to increase trust in a relationship, any relationship with a spouse, with a child, with a neighborhood, with a community, with a boss, with an employee, with a customer or a client, when you can say, I don't know, but I'll find out, or I was wrong, and here's what I know now, uh, that's the beginning of better understanding increased trust. And that's how we get rid of this cycle of instant certainty that, again, is the enemy of truth and undermines trust. All right, we're going to step aside for bottom of the hour break. When we come back, Paul Smith's going to join us. Uh, We know that many of the restrictions on evictions will end in June. What does that mean for us here in the state of Utah? We're going to find out next. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do when a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything it was violent it was senseless 
and I will never understand it. I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story, the struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.